It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Welcome back to Bashamania 197, almost at 200. I've also debated starting to lose the number, which we'll figure out. I think I'm going to do episode 200 and then drop the number. <laughs> but this close to 200, like I got it. I got to do something fun for 200. This episode is brought to you by Attack, ATAC, Attack, video game stats meets real life training. What's your attack rating? Put in the work to get closer to your goals. Super cool stuff happening with the Attack app. If you follow them on social, you'll see wrestlers from across the country putting in their stats, strength, endurance, agility, flexibility, mental, all sorts of cool stuff. Um, Really cool, cool company, really cool app. Be sure to follow them. Download Attack, Apple App Store, Google Play Store today. Thank you to Attack for sponsoring the show. Willie, it's Final X week. Yeah, baby. And everything's about to burn down, literally. <laughs> in life in the northeast and on the on the wrestling mat right i know yesterday uh i went out and it was all hazy i didn't even i didn't know i didn't hear any news yeah i went out it was all hazy and then i smelled it and i was like what the hell and then i found out it's, you know canadian wildfires well there's people on like facebook and like local neighborhood groups be like is somebody having a big fire like it yeah, smells yeah. And it's like Finally, people are like catching on that, like, no, in the air quality, they said in like your area, New York City, my area, if you go outside for 24 hours right now, it's like smoking six cigarettes. Yeah, that's where the air quality yeah. level is, which is nuts, because in the Northeast, we don't we don't get this like California. They might get like <clears throat> the downwind of fo- like forest fires, wildfires. Yeah. We don't typically get this in the Northeast. I don't I don't quite understand. There was one there was actually one time, I don't know, a decade or two. There was one time that I remember something happening and the answer was Canadian fires. Like, I don't know. I forget if it was smoke or if it was, I don't know, something. And but it, it has happened before. But not to this extent and not, you know, it's rare. Um yeah, I went out and it smelled like smelled like a, somebody was grilling out. I wouldn't be surprised like if they cancel the Yankees game tonight. It, it's that bad. Yeah. I think they might yeah. like with with how bad the air quality is to have to play outside and have all the fans. I I think they might postpone it. It's getting that bad out. Well, here's what here's what I don't understand is like uh, how come how come it happens in Canada? It doesn't happen in Maine. It doesn't happen. It never. Right. Well, there, there's a whole thing about the all of a sudden wildfires are popping up all over the place in Canada. Hey, there's people asking okay. about it. I like it. I like it. I like where you're going with this because <laughs> it might not be natural. Yeah, that's what some people are saying. It's a conspiracy theory. Hey, I was right about the ancient alien things. The aliens are real. Allegedly. Aliens are real. Number one. Why haven't and- they invaded us then? Have what are they seen, waiting for? Have you seen Jesus to come back? <laughs> have you seen the country? The state of the country? Who okay, would want to mess with that? That's fair. If you go to the streets of San Francisco, it looks like there's <laughs> yeah. aliens everywhere. <laughs> uh, so, 
final X this weekend. Do you have yeah. your travel plans yet? I know you're a last minute guy. Uh, Joe Dubuque, I was supposed to, I'm supposed to go to uh, Princeton uh, tomorrow or uh, Friday, but Joe Dubuque just texted me and said, Hey, everything's still set. I want, I got, I'm going to text him back right after the show and I'm going to say, Hey, can I come tomorrow? I'd like to go to Princeton tomorrow and then go over to Jersey on Friday. Well, you uh, know, what's happening on the ocean on Friday. What's happening on the ocean? I now I'm not I'm flying in first thing Saturday morning like 6 a.m. Okay, and then I'll be in New York, New Jersey for 24 hours. Friday, Bashada's boats. Cole is now coming in early, and they're going hunting for a tuna like 100 miles offshore. I didn't know Bashada didn't give me the update. So he's okay. texted you 100 times. We're in the same group chat. He did. All right. Well, I'm. If, that would be my first phone call when we get off the show, if I were you. Because yes, that's then, I, then, I get seasick, so I can't go 100 miles offshore and get a tuna. I get, like, bad motion sickness. Um, but if we're, going, if we're doing tuna, you know I that, love tuna belly. That's, that's what they're doing Friday. All right, well, I'm going. So um, I invited myself, Don and Rob. Well, you've been invited for months. You just don't text back or call back. <laughs> I, I don't pay attention to my phone. It's a bad trait to have. I, I told him to just email you and pretend like your kids are being recruited. And I said, then you'll get a response right away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he uh, DM'd me on Twitter and I got right back to him. Yeah, it's just text and calls. All yeah. right, let's talk final X. I also, I've got some questions that people, I tweeted out, people got final X questions. So we'll we'll get to those after. We'll go through the weights because was I was one. on. Yeah, I was on the fence with even doing a preview show because when you have where we'll go through as we go through the weights. But when you have all these incumbents that are so good, like Gilman and Gable, for example, are my two highest picks. I think you have Zane Richards and Mason, very different resumes, but it's no disrespect to either one of them. But I think Gilman and Gable are just so dominant. And there's there's gaps and there's levels at these different weights. So I guess starting right at 57, Thomas Gilman, Zane Richards. I don't think if you were talking a couple months ago about what our 57 kilo matchup at Final X would be, I don't think people are were expecting that. I think they'd either have said Spencer or Suriano. Those were kind of the two that everybody was hot and heavy on initially. So you have Gilman, who, I mean, he he looks to me as good as he's ever looked. Um, he's a world champion. He's an Olympic medalist. He's a two-time silver world medalist. So, you know, I don't think anybody at fifty-seven is beating him. Anybody? Yeah, I said I said yesterday on uh, a show I did that final X preview is a tricky thing because. Um, you because of the track record, you're gonna pick almost every incumbent, right? It's just the way it is. Now, not not every incumbent is gonna win. Not every guy sitting in final X. Not every guy that was sitting is gonna win. Um, it's just the way it is. But I also think like to talk about the matchups and the styles is also intriguing. Yeah, yeah, and you know, right off the bat, we have. <clears throat> Thomas Gilman, whose resume you just went over uh, against 
probably the biggest dark horse, the biggest surprise. I mean, is there anybody yeah. else that's a bigger surprise in final X? Um, and so no disrespect to Zane Richards, who's wrestling his best at, you know, probably the, the tail end. Right. I mean, he's been at it for a while. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of like uh, Gilman's a ginormous favorite. Yeah, I, I'd say Gilman's probably my second. Gable just 10 owed Mason or 11 owed him, whatever, at the open. I think, you know, Olympic champ separate himself from everybody. Gable is, you know, my number one that I'm highest on. Gilman's right there from number two, though. If yeah. I had to, if there were betting odds, I think I'd love Gilman because Gable would be almost such a favorite. But, yeah. you know, the other tricky part to find Lex, I was just talking to somebody about is from a, from a team standpoint, best out of three is definitely the best way to go. From a fan standpoint, it kind of makes it even harder because could someone sneak a win over somebody? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We're definitely going to see some of these series going three matches. We saw Burroughs Chance last year go three matches. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where you don't you can't just sneak out a win. Especially, especially if it was folk, it would be one thing. But freestyle, you can snake a win. Yeah. Right? You can. You can snake a a a, 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 well, lay, a leg lace or a... I didn't I didn't catch your whole show yesterday, so I don't know if you talked about it. But you know, I was making some graphics over the weekend, and I was looking at a couple different things, the schools they were going to, and, and the results and stuff. And for the U twenty three freestyle finals, four of the ten series went all three matches. The and all four of those matches, the guy who won the first match lost the next two. Wow! So you had Cooper Flynn win the first one, lose the next two. You had Matt Lee, or sorry, Poulin won the first Poulin, one, and Cooper yeah. Flynn won, won the next two. Matt Lee, Matt Lee won twelve two, and then dropped two straight to Julian Ramirez. Um, Donnell Washington won eleven ten, and then lost two straight to Fishback, and then Luke Serber ten would Cardenas, yeah. and then dropped two straight. That's that's interesting. I didn't realize that, but yeah, you know, a freestyle can be get a, a, an odd result. Yeah. Like, in my opinion, um, easier than folk style can. Yeah, and this isn't one of those weights. I I think Gilman is going to come out, and I think he's going to win two quick matches. That especially, you know, he's fresh. He's 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 frankly he's better and he's had the ability to sit back and, and uh, game plan for anything for Richards yeah. for a month, two months. And he's got to be healthy. He's got to be rest up. You know, we haven't, there's been no anything behind the scenes the, about the, an injury or the, 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 the one question that comes into play or the one sort of X factor or unknown is that, um, the guys that are sitting, we haven't seen in forever. Yep. Right. We haven't seen Gilman in forever. We haven't seen David Taylor in forever. We haven't seen, um, well, some of the college guys, you know, we've seen Yanni, but um, we haven't seen Zane in forever. Yep. So that's, that's, yeah. that's one X factor. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's almost if you're Gilman, this is kind of best case scenario for him. He has somebody he's a big favorite over. And as you talk about final X and I did a show last week, with Brandon Buckley, executive director, beat the streets and Yanni and Vito. 
you know, and I was asking them both about Yanni Vito about how this plays into next year, because getting, if you make the team, you're basically, what do we medal at eight weights last year? Like if you make yeah. the team, you're pretty much not a lock to medal, but I'd say at least eight of these guys are a lock to medal. If you go through them and now they're going to be sitting out in the final X finals next year, six of them, well, whatever. And and one thing I did say on the show yesterday is that the current word is that Russia might not. Which is very interesting. Russia Russia's probably not going to be at Worlds. Uh, that's the current narrative. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying Russia's not going to be at Worlds. The word is, is that Russia is not going to push to be at Worlds this year. They're going to wait and push to be in the Olympics. Okay? So... That being said, um, if that is true, that's just what I heard from USA people. Now, it, it certainly comes into uh, it, it, it certainly as a factor. How is Russia going to qualify for the Olympics if they're not in Worlds this year? Um, but if Russia's not there, it makes it much more likely that we medal, right? And especially, too, you're talking really six weights I think are almost a lock for our guys to medal. Yanni got a silver Nick Lee. If he can beat Yanni is right there to get a medal. And then you got to assume 57, 70, 46, 97, 125. You got to assume they're a lock to medal. Well, so, I mean, Gilman has been a perpetual right. medalist or medal threat. Uh, 65 Yanni was last year. 74 Dake Taylor. Snyder. Right. On. So right? it's like uh, winning is so important because we're essentially assume we're going to have six guys sitting out for the Olympic trials finals makes it very interesting. Um, so if you're Gilman, you know, this is a, this is one where I think you can, if Gilman gets the worlds, I, I'm very confident that he'll medal. Same. So th this is one of those weights where I don't think it's, you know, you start talking 65 and some of those for next year. But, yeah, so I think Gilman in two. Um, 61, we have Vito and Nation, which is a very interesting matchup. Oh, it's a glorious Vito, matchup. Vito has been on an absolute tear. At NCAAs, he takes out Fix and Roman. He goes to the Open, destroys everybody. And then you have Nation, who's destroying everybody but Vito at the Open and the World Team Trials Challenge Tournament. And Vito won, I think it was like 9-1 or 9-2. And, you know, both of those guys, Nashon says that we have not seen him at his best. And a month is a long time. I believe him. I think a, two months since he wrestled Vito, you know, that's a lot of time to adapt, it is, adjust, get healthy, game plan. It is a lot of time. And I think, you know, if, you talk about a, a best of three series. That's one where I'd like to see a best of three. Um, yep. Not 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 saying it's going to go three. I'm saying it's one that I'm glad it's it's a best. I'm glad you have to win two. Yeah. Right. In in that situation. Um, but that being said, you know, Vito. Vito basically wrestled the U.S. Open. With little freestyle training. He wrestled a folk style year, took a nap, woke up, and had to wrestle the U.S. Open. And so, 
you know, now he now he can be freestyle specific. He's I mean, he should be even better. I mean, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah. And, you know, I guess we can talk about the true third matches, too, because at 57, if Camacho wins, he can take the U23 world spot. I'm curious if we see Soriano. There's a lot of comments about some of these matches. I, I know already one's probably not happening. Um, but some some of the true thirds aren't going to happen, you think? Yeah. Um, I think some people are healing up and yeah, injuries. But when I don't you say think... you think you know, but you don't want to say it on air. <laughs> <laughs> so Soriano's one of those like these people are commenting like, well, Soriano doesn't see himself as a true third. No, I, I don't disagree, but these guys, you're getting a free trip to New York City slash New Jersey. You have a monthly stipend on, on the line. So do I think these guys know they're better in theory than a true third position? Yes. These guys who win true third could make a world team, could make an Olympic team very easily. Not very easily, but like their talent level is right there. So mm -hmm. I don't think it's an ego thing. I think it's, you know, much like we saw with Spencer. Spencer wanted to throw his hat in the ring, take one shot, and then go and get healthy. Some of these guys are now, as soon as they lose at the Open or the World Team Trials Challenge Tournament, it's 100% on the Olympics. And if they're not healthy, yeah, yeah, they're not even going to bother because the stipend isn't worth I know, the not healing up. Stipend's a joke. I, I echo your sentiment that USA Wrestling needs to up the ante there. They do. They do. I mean, look at... I mean... So the reason I brought USA Wrestling will get upset that I say this, but for Christ's sake, look at it! Look at the salaries that their staff gets. <laughs> right, they get themselves bonuses, but the athletes don't get much at all. Yeah, although they did up it, they did up it a little bit. I'm told this the stipends, but they're still like whatever. Yeah, but the reason I brought up True Thirds, by the way, too, what made me think of it is not only is Vito and Nation so good. If we get fixed to Santo, oh yeah, that is another match that I'm very excited for. Which, by the way, real quick, take nothing for granted. If you guys don't know the schedule, True Thirds are at twelve thirty. The first round starts at two o'clock, and they're doing Greco on one mat, men's freestyle in the center mat, and then women's freestyle next to that, all at the same time. So from two to four thirty, you're gonna have all three styles going. All the way through, awesome. yeah. All ten matches, which I love. That is the way it should be. Um, and then you're gonna have a break, and then at six o'clock, you same style, and you go right into the second match. I believe it's the same style where you're doing the second matches on individual mats. So, and then they'll roll right into any third uh, matches in the series. So that's the schedule: twelve thirty, two, two, six, and then beat the streets at nine thirty. Um, so yeah, if we get fixed to Santo, I'm really looking forward to that. That matches. Mm -hmm. What do you think of fixed to Santo? Um, and I think fix, I think fix, especially considering, um, what I saw. I think, I think, I think Austin currently is deficient on part here bottom, and that's not a good thing against Dane fix. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a good match. Um, so what, what's your prediction with Vito nation? I'm going to take Vito. I'm going to take Vito, but, um, I think it's one, I think it's one of the most 
in flux ways. I mean, I right. I, I when you handicap these, I'm taking a guy pretty clearly at almost every weight. This this way, I'm taking I'm taking Vito, but is there another weight where you'd be less shocked? To give the well, let me put it this way, because one common theme I'm noticing from the fans as I take a lot in is it's this is crazy to me, but I I understand why they think this. One of the incumbents that people think most likely to use lose that I'm hearing a lot is Yanni. Mm. So many people are very not down on Yanni, but are very high on Nick Lee. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, as I've seen some people talk, Nick Lee has got to be the number, the the yeah, underdog yeah. that a lot of people seem the most highest on. Well, that's one too. I wouldn't, I mean, I guess that's on par with that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if Nick Lee won uh, because he's done it before. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, like a couple months ago, a couple months ago, I think we were talking. I said, Nick Lee is going to, make the team i think nick lee's gonna beat yanni but i don't think i didn't think that nick lee was maxed out i don't i didn't think he was optimized at the the open so i would pick yanni now it, it's kind of early to answer this question but, well I'll, I'll wait a minute i think i think veto in two matches um i think nation could absolutely steal one from him but i think i think veto is just Vito is I, I made well, the argument yesterday that we should have eight weights. I know everyone wants 10, but I said eight. I mm -hmm. think 61 and 70 is where it gets screwed the most because Vito looks so good at 61. I tried yeah. to convince him to go up to 65 for the Olympics to, you know, because that would cause some funny stuff between roommates. But <laughs> Vito is so locked in and like he was runner up at 57 and now he's up in his comfortable weight. And I think this is the only guy well, who I said. I said that to Rob at the at the U.S. Open. I said, "What has gotten into Vito lately? Like, I feel like he's always had that in him, but we missed some of it." And Rob said, "Wait, wait, yeah, he's not cutting." Yeah, I, and that's why I think you know the edge I give to Vito here. He's in his natural weight. He just beat Nation, and you know, Nation well, looks thing unbelievable. Too is that Nation Nation does look unbelievable, but. One thing Nation kind of does too, if he gets a lead, he kind of then he sort of defends that lead. I don't, I don't believe that's a good strategy against Vito, and maybe he doesn't do that against Vito, but um, it'll be interesting to see at least. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going Vito. Um, I I also think Vito is going to medal. I think he's going to make the team in medal. I do too. I mean. Yeah, I agree with that. So, all right, 65. Yanni versus Nick Lee is one of the toughest weights for me personally because I love both of them. They're both Bash Solutions guys. I work with them both. Uh, you know, I'm very high on each one of them. I think Yanni is one of the best wrestlers in the world. I think he has one of the best wrestling brains and minds in the world. Um, athlete minds. Don't take that too, don't take that too personal. Um, yeah. <laughs> one of the best wrestling minds, not brains, one of the best wrestling minds. And Nick Lee 
you know, Nick wrestles and approaches wrestling so effortlessly. You know, you have kind of a tale of two approaches here, whereas Yanni is as obsessed with the sport as a wrestler can be. And then you have Nick, who he loves politics. He launched a business. Like, he cares about, like, wrestling a fraction, where it's like his business is a fraction, politics is a fraction. So both of these guys are uber talented, and... It's going to be fun to watch them clash. Nick Lee did get the win um, on the backside of the Olympic trials in 2021. I mean, hey, Nick Lee at trials two years ago, almost two years ago, uh, he beat the reigning world finalist at at the next two ways. At 65 and 70. He beat Yanni and Zane in that tournament. Which is crazy. Okay, so Nick Lee is super capable. Two months ago, three months ago, I said to you guys in a chat, Nick Lee's gonna win it. Um, but he didn't look he didn't look his best self. And so I'm going Yanni. Yeah, I'm going Yanni, returning world medalist. This is, again, one of those weights where I'm going to be very bummed for whichever one loses and very yeah, excited for whoever wins. Um, but, yeah, Yanni, is, Yanni, seems, Yanni seems like he's on the upward trend, which so does Nick Lee. Nick Lee looks... Better, better. The opening was a little was a little funky. You know that match with yeah. Bo Bartlett, um, which is kind of odd because it ended odd, and, and that was just a whole different yeah. thing. But well, that that one, I, I don't know. That one, I I sort of I get, but I don't get. Their teammates are probably familiar with each other, and there's probably some weird feelings going on when you're wrestling somebody you're close to. But then the next one, he was trailing pretty good. To McKenna, was it McKenna? I think he was his his next match. I think so. Yeah, pretty good. And then he came back. So maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's cause for concern. I'm not sure, but um, can he? Yes. Will he? I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to make that proclamation. I think Uh, this might be one of those. If it if they were betting lines, I think Yanni would be minus one twenty. And Nick Lee would be like plus one ten. I think this would be a very very close spread. It could open that way, but I think it would get bet up because Yanni is such a big name. No, for sure. This is also one of those weights that I think you know who who Mark Neiman said. What do you believe is the most intriguing matchup as Final X World Team Trials and Olympic Trials is concerned? Sure, a weight or two might be a sexy pick for this week, but over the long haul, what weight should we be paying attention to? 65, for me, is absolutely one of those weights because whoever, whether it's Yanni or Nick, either one of them is meddling this year, I think. So assume they're sitting, for the sake of this conversation, in the Olympic Team Trials Finals. The other guy is going Ugh. to have to wrestle a, a hammer. Uh, Let's talk Joey McKenna, for example. So that is that is one hundred. That's a great point. That's one hundred percent spot on because six. There's no other weight that's more dynamic in twenty twenty four trials 
than 65 because because of the parody and because of the, the, the quantity um yeah you know you go to 74 there's a there's a just realistically a, a, just a couple guys you go to 97 there's only a couple guys you go to heavyweight there's only a couple guys you go to 65 whoever sits out is at a great advantage because there's so many guys that could pick you off 65 for me is that weight. It's yeah. the weight that I think guys are very talented at other weights. And I think anything can happen. And I, I think even next year we could see somebody Olympic trial uh, final sitting out, go down. So you can't take nothing for granted, but 65 is that weight. When you talk about final X and the importance of making the team to medal this year and sit out, I think sitting out at 65 gives you the biggest advantage. I'm saying that's a great point. I didn't think about that, but yeah. Because you, you figure, you know, let's say Dakin Burroughs make the team a medal. One of them's going to the semis and one's yeah. going to the finals. Yeah. 65 is one where if you don't medal, you're going through the whole tournament. So I think, I think going 65 and I think 65 and 57. 57 will be my second. And yep. then the rest of them, I think it's not that important yeah because it's not just the semis like if yanni or nick have to go through the whole tournament it's the bo bartlett's it's joey mckenna's it's all these guys you're going through the whole tournament 65 i think is the biggest advantage you can sit out at well, like you, you know the biggest advantage at like if gilman medals he's going to be sitting in the finals and waiting from a field that it could include <laughs> Dayton Fix, Vito, Spencer, <laughs> Spencer, uh, Zane Richards. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have all these guys at 57. Hell, who knows if like a guy like Pat Glory. Anyway, you're also you've you've alluded to it a couple times. I think on your show, I know in our text messages, but we're gonna see a mass turnover next year. Oh yeah. And so you're going to have a lot of guys just throwing their hat in the ring next year Yolo. at the Olympic trials who would love to play, if nothing else, spoiler. Right. I mean, yeah. Who the heck knows? There's going to be, there's going to be a big field at, at of guys coming down from 61 to 57. Right. So long story short, 65, 57 and 65 to me, are the most important ways to be able to sit. Yeah, I agree. And that's why I was saying for, for Gilman, you're in a pretty good position here to do that. Yeah. For 65, you're definitely earning that mm -hmm. spot on the team where it's like one of the toughest matchups. And then if you make it, that's why it's such an advantage to sit. Yep. So, yeah. Um, 70, Zane and Berger. Um it's going to be a great match. I had Berger on the podcast uh, last week or the week before, and he's excited for this. You know, he yeah. Zane whooped him when when the when it was in Lincoln, and you know both of these guys have grown immensely. Zane mm -hmm. went out, you know, seventy kilos. Kind of reminds me of Vito at sixty one. This is why I'd love to see sixty one and seventy. These weights. This sucks yeah. next year. You want to talk 65. If Zane can make the cut next year, 
there's another guy right. in that gauntlet. That you that's, gotta, right. Like, that's right. That's right. So um, Z- Zane Berger, I think, is going to be a good match, but I, I think Zane is just he he's probably like third or fourth my confidence level. Like my yeah, picks, it's he's, really. Um, yeah, Zane would be high in the confidence thing. I, I mean, I think everybody picks Zane. Tyler, I think, is wrestling his best that he's ever had. I, I really like his ability to get to legs. I think that's improved. Um, I think I was really impressed at the open at how he went from hand fight, like wrist control, drop into a, a low single. Um, he did that repeatedly, and it was thing of beauty and um so if you can score you got a chance right he can score uh i mean i'm but that being said i'm picking zane this is also another one of those weights where if i'm burger and i know i don't just gotta sneak a win i gotta win three you know zane i i'd say one of his biggest where he got caught on a sneak win where he lost was pan am's um, mm-hmm. back in March 2020, where mm-hmm. I, I forgot what he was doing, maybe going for lace or something, and he got pinned really quick. That guy doesn't beat Zane two out of three. No. I know. And I also think Zane's a much better wrestler than he was three years ago. I think he learned a lot from that match and others. But this is one of those times, again, where having to not just beat him once, beat him twice. And, you know, there is a lot to be said for the underdog. Burgers going into this, Knowing in his mindset, he told me on the podcast was Zane has to beat me twice to make the team. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So it's like you yeah. you have to, you know, the other side of that is he's got to beat Zane twice to make the team. But having that kind of underdog mentality, chip on your shoulder, wanting to get one back, I think Berger is going to bring everything and then some to it. But you know, Zane, interesting. Now let's say he wins, makes you know medals again. He's got to cut down to 65 or go up to 74. You're going to need every advantage you can at either one of those weights. If you're cutting yeah. down to 65 or yeah. you're bulking up to 74, you're going to need that advantage. So mm-hmm. if Zane medals, makes a team of medals, he's now sitting in the 65 semis. Yeah, you know what's interesting about this too is that like Zane, you would figure, I would figure anyway, he goes, he goes 65 in 2024. Tyler, I would figure he goes 74 in 2024. It's it's interesting, right? And it's funny because let's say Zane went up. I doubt he would. You already have so many guys at 74 in the LWC room. How many how many guys can you have there? But if if Zane meddled and went up and Burroughs medals and goes down, you're talking you could have two guys <laughs> sitting out in the semis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think Zane wins here. Um, he he's just he's looking so good. You mentioned it earlier. It kind of sucks we haven't seen these guys wrestling as much lately. Kind of like builds yeah. more hype when you see him wrestling more. But certainly Zane looks so good at seventy. Looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Seventy four. Dakin Nolf. Call Dakin me crazy. Nolf. Stop. Listen. I think Nolf wins at least one match against Dake. I think that 
Nolf is really good. I think, as we've seen before, I think the matches can be close. I don't think Nolf's going to win a match. I think that he could maintain contact. I think that it could be uh, 4-2. Um, I don't think he can... I don't think he can beat him. I, I think I think Kyle Dake because he sometimes wrestles close matches. I think some people say, "Oh, somebody, you know, he got a chance. He got a chance." But Dake's just too smart and too savvy. And I don't think, I don't think when it comes to Kyle Dake, I don't think close wins means much. I think he's just that dude. That's think, my opinion. So there's a couple things. Number one. Nolf got teched 11-0 by him at the Olympic trials. Trained, got better, and then he lost 4-2 and 2-1. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of matches where Dake will go out there and just do what he has to to win. That's correct. So That's I right. don't think just because, you know, he in the last couple of years, he's only had four matches that were two points or less. Actually, since since... He beat Burroughs in 2020. Yeah. 2021. He's only had four matches that were two points or less. Two were right. in the two were at the world championships in the semis. He won two two against um the Iranian. And then in the finals, he won three two. The other two matches were Nolf, two one and four one last year. Interesting. Nolf is a guy who Nolf is not only getting better and better. He also he knows that he essentially has to to win a world championships final best of three. Yeah, right. Exactly. You're you're going against a world champion in a best of three series. That's mm-hmm. wild. Nolf has been spending a lot of time building his company, Athletes Ocean. And he's been doing a lot of instructional, a lot of technique. And there's something to be said. The more I see guys that are when you start teaching something. Yeah. You apply it differently. You're yeah. really you're really honing in on the basics, on the mechanics of it. And mm-hmm. I think as Nolf is spending a lot of time training others, doing instructionals, teaching more technique, I think he's applying that, and I think he's honing in on his craft more and more and more. Well, listen, I wouldn't. <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if Nolf won a match or. Even if even if he won the spot, it would be like mind blowing that Kyle Dake lost, right? It wouldn't be, but I, I just don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening. Uh, I, I I just think I think that Kyle Dake is a special alien esque Jordan Burroughs level freakazoid, and I I just don't see it happen. I think Dake Dake has all the tools, and he has. And he's super smart, high wrestling IQ. I think he does what he has to do. You ready for conspiracy hour? Yeah. How many years after David Taylor graduated did he make his first world team? Oh, it must have been 2014. He graduated four years, maybe 2018. He made the team. How many? How many years after Zane graduated Penn State did he make his first world team? I don't know. You gonna tell me four? Four years. This How many Nolf- years has it been since Nolf graduated? 
about four years. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, here's the thing. I tell everybody. Uh, actually, no. Zane actually made a world team like the year out of out of college, but there there's. I don't have all the numbers in front of me, but yeah. I was looking at it. Uh, I tell people this all the time. In certain situations, and and well, about wrestling, about fantasy football, but if if things didn't change, you would take Joe Montana as your quarterback in fantasy football every year, right? I mean, things change, right? At some point, Dake's reign is going to come to an end. At some point, some of these guys' reign is going to come to an end. It's just a matter of time when that is. If you think it's now, Zane. Zane got his first medal four years after graduating college. That's what it was. And okay. and David got his first medal four years after college. So um, I, I do think you're right. I think I don't think it's as shocking if Nolf wins as it is Dake losing because Dake's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And now Listen, there's going to be. I would be surprised if we weren't surprised. I would be surprised if there wasn't. One shocker this weekend. Now, hear me out about this. If Nolf pulls this off, Nolf is, if Nolf wins, he's meddling next, he's meddling at the world championships. Don't tell me he's not meddling if he beats the reigning world champ in a best of three series. Right. Now, 33 year old Kyle Dake next year has to go through the whole gauntlet. That means. Burroughs and Dake wrestle in the mini tournament. <laughs> Dake and Burroughs could wrestle in the semis. Because no. if Burroughs wins at 79, comes down. Now. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They might separate them. But if if Dake and Burroughs wrestle in the challenge tournament final. And Nolf sits out to the. to the That is. That is. That is twilight zone hour. Is that not wild? If Nolf wins, we could get Dakin Burroughs in the semis next year. Yeah. Yep. And 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 you're gonna have guys like Chenzo, like David Carr, like Keegan O'Toole. That if you're if you're Dake, no matter what, Burroughs try Olympic trials. Olympic trials 2024 are gonna be lit. Yeah, we we need to get on getting a suite for that one. We need ASAP. a suite, but the way I hear it, you need to like have contacts. I mean, you have contacts. Like you got to well do some work. We're we're gonna do some talking this weekend. <laughs> I will if, if we got to take Cal on a fishing trip to Alaska. If one of my clients is an outfitter in New Mexico, if we got to take him on an elk hunt. <laughs> I need. I we need a suite bad at twenty. So so. Wrapping up the Nolf and Dake thing, do I think Dake's the favorite? Of course. This is, you know, Nolf's one of my guys. I love the kid. I'm rooting for him. But do I think he can also win? I think the argument's there based on what I said. Yes. Do I also think if you're Nolf, in the back of your mind, you're thinking about that scenario I just said, where this is a sneaky weight if you're Nolf, this becomes the biggest advantage. If you're Nolf and you beat Dake, you now, in my opinion, have the greatest advantage for next year. Because, yes, you'd have to beat Dake again or beat Burroughs again. But those guys are older than him. And I think for, you know, yeah, 
if Nolf can sit in the finals, that's that's it's a sneaky yeah. way to watch. Do I think they it is win? sneaky? Obviously, nobody's nobody's over here saying, you know, Nolf 10-0. But I also don't think anybody can count Nolf out. And I do bet he wins at least one match against Dake. Well, I'm going Dake, but uh, I'm going Dake in two. But I do think that it will be close. Uh, I can know, hear the Penn State haters. I don't, think it's, haters. A, I don't I, think it's a 2021 power bomb that they hit and off with, you know? Yeah. No, I think if they wins, it's only by a point or two, just like happened last year. And, you know, I think he's, if, if Nolf loses, I think it's, but I think that these are one and two point matches either way. I don't think Nolf's going to go out beating by six, but do no. I think Nolf could win three, three on criteria four three? Kyle just doesn't, Kyle just doesn't give up points like ever. Nolf took him down last year. I, I I know, but I'm yeah. saying, yeah, no, I agree. His defense he might is, give up a takedown every bloom. I mean, nobody's getting in it. Nobody's getting in an eight six shootout with Kyle Dake. Doesn't oh, agree. The last time anybody scored more than two points against him was he won seven three in the 2021 World yeah, Championships, right? Three points. Um, and the last time before that, Frank Chimizo. At the um, flow wrestling event, that was four three. And what did uh, what did he lose to the Belarusian Zahid four three? The twenty eighteen World Team Trials. What did he lose at the Olympics? Uh it it was a close match. But uh, he gave up a lot of points. Oh no, the... he got tacked eleven zero. Yeah, he gave up a lot of points. In that. Yeah, I had that. Yeah. But uh yeah, I skipped right over that one. That yeah. being said, that being said, he was off in that match. He was like literally like not himself. No, I'm serious. He I mean, I know the story. He was he was managing the pain with medication and they timed it wrong and he was like a zombie. I'm t- he was like numb. That's a true story. Okay, well, you better time his medication right this weekend. <laughs> Listen, uh, well, he doesn't have a broken ankle or whatever. He, he had something bad at the yeah. Olympics. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely wasn't him. I mean, he doesn't. That was that was a that, that match was an outlier. But look, you know, point being, it's yeah. very very rare. Correct. It's very rare that Dake gives up more than two three points. If but if Nolf, that's why I'm saying if Nolf can win two two three three. Three two, yep. you know what I mean. Yeah. This is more about Nolf not giving up points. I think Nolf can yeah. sneak a takedown. It's stopping. Do you think, let me ask you this: Do you think Nolf Dake is the most boring match this weekend? <laughs> um, no, I, because I think you're gonna have. Gable Tech Mason 10 0. Yeah. And while it's always exciting to see Gable score points, I think that's the match I'm looking forward to the least. Nolf Dake, you know, Nolf is right there. I that, think there's that is more true. That I think there's true. more anticipation. You know, the match is going six minutes and you're going to be on the edge of your seat. Yeah, you're right. You're going to be, you're going to be glued to the end because you know it's going to be tight. 
Um, but that being said, I think it's it'll it'll and, be one of the it, lowest scoring. It'll be it's pre- yeah predicted to be one of the lowest scoring. I think that one, and I think our next one is going to be super low scoring. Yep, agreed. Burrow's chance. Um, mm-hmm. The Burrow's retirement tour starts this weekend. Jordan's going to wrestle through next year yep. and likely be done. Yeah. So you're, I think after th- this next year is very, very crucial. I think as fans, you know, when Brandon Buckley was on the podcast last week, I had said, is this the last time we see Jordan Burroughs wrestle in New Jersey? I think it's his first time in the senior level wrestling in New Jersey. It's probably going to be his last. You know, he's going to be at the Olympic trials next year in state college. Apart from that, probably not going to see him domestically. True. Probably never going to see him and beat the streets again. True. So this is arguably the second to last time you see Burroughs wrestle on U.S. soil, potentially. That's, that's absolutely true. Wow. So it's crazy to think of. So I think if you're Jordan and you're thinking about these things, these are legacy matches coming up. He knows mm-hmm. how good Chance is. Chance beat him in a match last year. There's only so many Americans. Jordan has, what, 11, 12 losses in 11 years, something like that? Like, J- Jordan mm-hmm. is not one to not think about that. So I think when he's you're only Jordan- lost domestically, he's only lost ever to uh, Chance, Dake, and Marable, right? Marable was overseas. But I mean, it's a it's a domestic guy. Oh yeah, um, Imar, I think got him in one at Final X too. He did. He did. Yep. Yep. But yeah, that's it. So having said all that, I think that Jordan this next year, I think we're going to see a different Jordan. I think we're going to see Legacy Jordan. He's thirty four years old now. He's going to be wrestling very, you know, tactful. I I don't think he's. I don't know if I'll say he's on a pitch clock, but he's thirty four years old. We don't typically see guys. If you think back to when Jordan started wrestling and you think about the other guys that were wrestling at the 2011 world team trials. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I think Jordan's gonna be wrestling very smart. I think like you kind of alluded to with, with the North and Dake match, I think this will be a more low, low scoring matchup. Chance is very stingy on points. Jordan's going to be very stingy on points. Very and stingy, I, but I don't know. I, I, I think it's, I, I know Chance is one of the very few guys that has beaten him. And I think the matches will be close. Uh, that being said, I think it's a good matchup for Jordan in the sense that he is long in the tooth, but he doesn't have to. Jordan probably only has to score twice per match. Yeah, his right? wins. When they it's wrestled a different them. thing. It's well, a different thing when it's a different thing when you have a guy built differently th- than Chance. Um, Chance is only Chance is only going to score once or twice. He's only going to pressure Jordan once or twice. Um, and when you're long in the tooth, you you like that because if you can if you can defend once or twice and you can go get a takedown once or twice. That's all you need, as opposed to a guy that's super duper active, yeah. right? That's super duper threatening, repeatedly threatening. Um, well, I don't so know I think- if you remember the matches last year, but what you said is spot on. Because when jo- Jordan lost, he lost two two on criteria. Yeah, right. And yep. went so he only scored once, 
and when he beat him, it was 4-0 and 5-0. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, score twice, he wins both matches. Score once, he lost. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be Jordan in two. Um, I'm also big. The the weight classes I said yesterday, I said we should move to 72 and 76. Yeah. I, man... There might be if 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 the wrestling world made me president for the day and I could do anything I wanted. So you, Willie, you can you can do one one wrestling measure, one wrestling measure. You could take away riding time. You could, I don't know, anything I wanted in the wrestling world, right? It might be. It would probably be after you ban the guy from Texas. After I ban the guy from Texas uh, and and Illinois, but it would probably be uh, it would come down to riding time, get rid of riding time, or expand the Olympic weights. And I would probably pick expand the Olympic weights yeah. at least at least eight. I, you know, obviously I'd love ten, but I saw your weights and it was that was a pretty good plan. I liked I liked the weight uh, lineup that you put out there. Um, and you know, when they, in 2012, 2016, when the Olympics were saved and uh, the weight classes were changed around, you know, they literally kept 74 the same and kept and moved Greco from 125 to 130 for Jordan Burroughs and for Mijan Lopez. Right, so maybe when Jordan's done, they change seventy four. If Jordan doesn't win this weekend, I don't see that happening. I think Jordan in two. But going back to what I said about if Nolf pulls a win out, m- meaning the weekend, that's just one match. That is that is also in the back of Jordan's mind. Mm-hmm. If he does not get it done this weekend, and he has to go through the gauntlet next year of the Olympic trials and you got to go through the whole bracket cutting down to 74. Well, you know, it, it, that's added, that's added fuel to his already big fire. That's, that's a great point. And we're talking about, we're, we're, we keep talking about winning, um, final X, winning final X, winning final X. It means so much to 2024 and the trials and who's going to be sitting in the fight, who's going to be sitting out and who's going to be in the semis and this and that. But it's also added fuel, which is a good thing. It's also added fuel to perform at Worlds. You still got a medal, right? You still got a medal. And while we take it for granted, um, that's in the back of their minds too at Worlds, right? Yeah. Not just I got a medal to be a world medalist. I got a medal for my hopes for 2024. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think Burroughs in two. What what's your prediction here? I got Burroughs and I got Burroughs. I'll take Burroughs in three. So you give more you think it's more likely chance beats Burroughs in one than North beating Dake in one. Yeah. Mm, okay. Texting off there right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Next weight is very interesting. 
And one thing we didn't talk about with 74, we'll talk about for sure now, David Taylor versus Aaron Brooks. You have a guy who probably retired. Did Ringer ever beat Burroughs? No. No. No, he's not on the... No, I'll double check right now, but no. I don't they know. wrestled... I think they wrestled um, in Lincoln at those trials, the non-Olympic trial. Jordan Olymp- won 10 to 5 and 4 to 3, and I'm pretty sure that's when Jordan like broke his foot. And he hobbled out of there real, real quick to grab crutches in the back. <laughs> I think that was That's that. right. That's right. He was, he I was think real hurt. Broke he was, his foot or, yeah. Yeah. He, I don't know if it was, it was something. I thought, I thought it was his knee, but maybe whatever. That, I forgot about that. He, I was with him. He ran back. out of there, hobbled out of there to go get crutches. I was with him in the back. It was serious. It was legit, mm-hmm. like a legit. Injury. So David Taylor, Aaron Brooks is very interesting. You have David Taylor, who I got to imagine is going to be done next year. Mm-hmm. You have Aaron Brooks, who is now the young gun, the young Nittany line on the 86 kilo scene. And this one's even more interesting. You know, somebody had mentioned in the question, interested in any background, what it's like for DT versus AB and all for a stake in the coaches. Do you think the guys spend time practicing with each other at all? How does the coaching staff navigate getting them each ready when they're wrestling, et cetera? Now, mm-hmm. I think all the Penn State coaches are professionals. So when you join NLWC, like Dake, there's no difference to them versus a kid who came through Penn State. Mm-hmm. But there's two different dynamics because you you wonder how does Null first Dake factor in with the coaches? You also have now... Well, let me go back. Let's, let's pause there for a second and... Let me say, Dake, for anybody that was surprised that Dake left Cornell, Dake left Cornell for Casey Cunningham and, you know, training partners, but he left for Casey Cunningham's instruction. That, that, that's why he left. Okay. Which tells you that even before, But even while he was at Cornell, even in the prior years, he had a a working relationship with with Casey. He liked like Casey didn't like shun him because he was from a different club. Right. Right. So what I'm saying is I am sure that there are. um, And and Kale and Casey and that staff, I don't think there'd be any beefs. Right. I, I just think they handle their their things in a professional manner and make it abundantly clear to all parties like this is our situation. Trust the process. We're all gonna get better. We're not favoring one guy. We're just trying to make all our guys better. Agreed, but that's from the coaching perspective. You could also now take the athlete perspective and could yeah. could the loser of Dake versus Nolf get pissed? And want to leave and say, I don't care which one it is. If Nolf loses and says, I was that close to beating Dake and I didn't and he's in my room. Or if Dake says, wow, I shouldn't have lost to Nolf. I'm an Olympic and world champ. Does yeah. does that or he's not an Olympic champ, world champ. Does that factor in to Dake? You know what I mean? It's like and, yeah, and, yeah. and you got to weigh up the training partners like sure, they both sure. have you the can best. Never... 
you can never well i'm just that i'm just saying i think i would think that the coaching staff that particular coaching staff has handled it appropriately and professionally all the way through now what the athletes think is a different story everybody has their own mind and their own opinion and sometimes when you lose you're upset and you get bitter right but i i you know the athletes yes they could get upset but i think the coaching staff has handled it well yeah let's bring ramos on let's get his opinion now that's a different story (laughs) um so david taylor aaron brooks is very interesting you know again a lot of these guys i keep mentioning their age because they're getting up there as far as professional athletics and when you talk about wrestling overall being the young man's game david taylor again 32 years old you know he doesn't wrestle nearly as much and i honestly don't know why but he didn't wrestle at the pan ams yeah so he was slated to wrestle he he took the spot and then last minute there was a change and he didn't go Mm -hmm. don't know if that's a health thing don't know what so you have david taylor and aaron brooks has been in that room training for what four years now yeah. And yeah. again, you talk Casey Cunningham and you talk these partners that Aaron Brooks has at these mid to heavyweights in that Penn State room. Yeah. Aaron Brooks, th- this is a match that I, I think David Taylor wins, but I don't think it's David Taylor next topic. I think that I think it's very interesting and I think we're going to learn a lot. I, I think David Taylor wins, but we learn we learn yeah. something here, right? David Taylor wins, but we learn how close the contact is between Brooks and Taylor. And I think Brooks is the next. I think Brooks is the heir apparent. Uh, I just don't think he beats David yet. And here's why. Um, well, beyond the fact that David's just great. Uh and he is Olympic and world champ. Um, Zahid, David Taylor is better than Zahid. Correct? I think we all agree on that. Yes. Yep. David Taylor is better than Zahid. And Zahid was better than AB for three minutes. Okay. AB, either AB broke him in the second period or Zahid can only wrestle about four minutes. One of those two are true because the the scuffle on the, on the back end is that the weight cut was tough for Zahid. And that was the, what happened in the second period, which is why 92 kilos, I was going into 92 kilos thinking, well, Zahid's beefing up. I didn't realize that he'd cut as much weight allegedly as he does. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't think that Zahid cut that much, but okay. Uh, Anyway, if Zahid is better than AB, David Taylor ain't melting down. David Correct. Taylor isn't gassing. At no, the his field. game plan is to let you do whatever you want for three minutes and then dominate you in the second period. Right. So if Zahid is better than, if Zahid is better than AB right now for three minutes, and David Taylor is better than Zahid, he's AB is not wilting him in the second period. So I got well, David. Yeah, I got David Taylor. I like the way you put it, that it's also, you know, we learn a lot. Yeah. Aaron Brooks is 
not typically a guy. His bonus rate was in the 60% the last couple of years on the college scene. He wasn't a guy who went out there like Bo or Nolf used to and just tech everybody. Right. A lot of, lot of majors. Some, you know, I think like his last three matches in CAAs were all decisions over Ramiro, Heidley, and Kaikasin. So Brooks is also not only a great gas tank, he's got the same exact Penn State training philosophy that has won David Taylor World and Olympic gold. Yeah. Aaron Brooks has been in that room since David Taylor started really. I mean, when did he go there? Like 2019, which is right after David Taylor won and beat Azdani. So he's been in that room training with David, helping David, and they have that same philosophy. So when you have a training partner who have that same training regimen. 2018. 2018, he he went there. In the fall of 2018, Aaron Brooks was a freshman at, at Penn State. How about that class? Hey, Bash. Number one, this is my big word. Number one, Gable. Number two, Brooks. Number three, Paris. Number four, Sasso. Number five, David Carr. That's a that's a that's class. A class. Yeah, that is a class. Gable won. Gable, NCAA winner, Hodge Olympic winner. Who was two? Brooks, three time NCAA champ. Three. Paris Hodge winner. Hodge winner and <laughs> Olympic trials fi- or final ex participant. Sasso, two time finalist. Yep. Carr. NCAA champ took first, second, third. Yep. Yeah, that's a uh, class. Who was six? Travis Whitlake. Then it got kind of goofy. Travis Whitlake, Joey Silva, Jacory Teamer, Brock Hardy. And Brock Hardy just won the U23s. Yeah. Yep. He's got to be right on the edge then. Yep. So, yeah, I, I think it's David Taylor, but this is. This is one of the matches I'm looking forward to the most, and not just because I'm a Penn State guy and fan, but I I think even if you're an Iowa fan, this should be a fun match for you to see the veteran versus the young guy from the same room. I think that's... I think AB is the future, right? I think David David takes the next two years, this year, next year, and I think... um, I think Aaron Brooks is is the future for us at 86, but... um, you know, it's funny. You've got at the two Olympic weights here, NLWC versus NLWC and NLWC versus NLWC. And you've also got a guy sitting in the middle, Carter, who, unless he goes and wrestles for the Italian Olympic team next year, has got to go up or down <laughs> being in the gauntlet with those guys and others. Well, how much, you might know better than me. How much of it is true? I mean, the rumor the word on the street that the vibe correct is that Carter will go down. I think he said that publicly. <laughs> yeah. I, you think that's true. I mean, you think that will happen. There's, there's, there's a difference between somebody saying that. I, I think it will. I actually think it will. I think Carter will. I think Carter is a freaking savage. And I think he will do whatever he has to do. And I think he'll go down. Carter is a training maniac. The day after NCAAs, he was back in the Penn State room training. 
after really? winning his third NCAA title, I think like either that very next morning, like by noon the next day, he had posted on his story, like back at it. And he was in the room, like working out. I imagine, think- imagine, um, imagine 2024 trials. Dake, Nolf, Staraki, Burroughs, Zane. Well, not Zane, maybe. But that, that bracket's going to be ridiculous right yeah the olympic trials next year are just going to be stupid Stupid. every every weight is going to be stupid i think next year olympic trials are going to be some of the best we ever have i I think they're just going to be so good you're going to have all these olympic medalists and world medalists fighting each other for a spot to go in another one and build their legacy Mm -hmm. you're going to have a lot of legacy matches and and it's going to be the it's going to be the swan song for a lot of people Correct. There's gonna be a lot of shoes left on the mat, and we're having it's in state college, so you have a lot of NLWC versus NLWC, but you're also gonna have a lot of Penn State fans. Oh yeah. Um, I'm seeing. Okay, so I'm just trying to get some of the questions as we get there. So yeah, I think David Taylor wins, but I, I like your the way you put it that we learn a lot about Brooks. Yeah. Yep. Um. 92, nobody saw this coming. Moore and Jackson wrestling for true third. Mm-hmm. Mock and Zahid wrestling at Final X. This has got to be the biggest surprise to, for me. Um, Zahid looked better than I thought he was going to look at 92. He I'm didn't saying. have to wrestle um, the guys that I was very, very curious to see how he did. So I'm I'm still curious of how he stacks up against a guy like Mock. Um, I think because what Nate lost to? Who did I forgot? Who did Nate lose to? I forget. I forget as well. Oh man, I remember saying what a what a big win it was. I made a graphic. I got it. Tanner uh, Sloan. Tanner Sloan beat him nine nine. And then more lost. So I was really curious because those were my one and two. My one and two was more beats yeah. Nate in I the think, finals. I think that uh I think that more was legitimately hurt. I mean I was match side. I was five feet away when Colin Moore at the end of his quarterfinal match got he, he hyperextended his elbow. I was I was right there. I knew something was bad. You go. You can see it on. If you go watch it on Flow, he is grimacing. He is walking off. He, he's like stone faced. Like, oh my god, what just happened? Uh, so I think I think, and that's not taking away anything from from anybody else. Um, but I think it was a factor. Yeah, he he's had an issue staying a hundred percent healthy. A lot of these guys wrestle with like. I think it was his neck or something a couple of years ago. Like these guys always wrestle like these, they wrestle with these kinks that you don't really find out about until after because they don't even tell their best friends. They don't tell nobody, but their coach They yeah. They keep what, what is um, going on so close to their chest. You, you really don't know much until after and they come out and say it. Yeah. But yeah, mock and Zahid is going to be a good one. What What's your thoughts on it? It's tough. It's tough for me 
Zahid is a better wrestler. Zahid is a better wrestler. Um, however, I think that Zahid has gas tank issues, and I think it's a really tough place to be with a minute and a half to go against Mock, who is so big, so strong. If AB wears on you, if if Aaron Brooks wears on Zahid, Mike Mock's physicality and forward pressure is going to wear on Zahid. So I'm going to take Zahid with the caveat that if Mike Mock chases him, Mike Mock can chase him down late. So here's another interesting aspect when you start talking Final X again or Olympic trials. Zahid, in my opinion, needs there's more pressure on Zahid to go to Worlds and medal and sit out at the semis next year at 86 kilos. There's not so much pressure on Mock. I mm-hmm. think Mock is one of those guys that there's a lot of things he wants to do. I, I don't think his highest desire in life right now is wrestling. I think he's kind of starting to think about what's next and other things he wants to do. And I think there's more pressure on Zahid to win this, make the team medal, sit out next year to the semifinals at 86 kilos, where Mock's going to have to go through the gauntlet no matter what. I don't think you're not going to get Burroughs medals. I don't think he's going up to 86. So you're only going to have one guy sitting out in the semis at 86. Jaden or Snyder, which is the two arguably... It, it it's such a super match. I mean, no offense, right, to anybody, but nobody's getting through those two. It's just not happening. Correct. And it, so sitting out to the semis at 97 doesn't have an advantage like it does at 86, in my opinion. Right. right. So even if Mock, you know, wants to go and win a world medal, great. He should. I love him. I hope he does. But the pressure isn't there, in my opinion, like it is for Zahid to medal yeah. and sit out to the semis at 86 kilos. So you have that pressure on you, and Mock is a bit more um, relaxed. Yeah. yeah. So and when you have that weight, I, I'd say the weight seems to be on Mock's side. He's a ninety-seven guy coming down. So he's eighty-six guy going up. Yeah. So I think we're going to see how much of that gas tank Zahid has because you're going yeah. to need you it know, all. The, the, I was talking to somebody and um. I said, you know, Mox wrestling as good as he ever has. And and they said to me, Mox should have always been at 92. It is not a cut for him to be at 92. It's not a cut. Yeah. And I said, well, then why didn't he do it? And he said, this person told me he always felt like 92 was an Olympic weight and he would be thought of as running from Kyle Snyder and Jaden Cox. And so uh, regardless of what you think about that or whatever. Hey, we have breaking news. What what broke? Josh Allen's on the cover of Madden 24. Dude, that's a curse, bro. No, it's not. Josh Allen's won the Super Bowl next year. Dude, you never heard of the Madden curse? I, I've heard of it. It's just, it's gone now. It is? Yeah. Is that a fact? Buffalo and Josh Allen are going to break the curse. Sorry, wrestling fans. No, I would like, I would like that. So, to happen. Yeah, I've heard that. 
I've actually heard so my that point, too. I guess my point is, regardless of what you think about, are you running from Snyder or Cox? Are you running, you know, a non-Olympic way? doesn't matter what you think about it. What I'm saying it for, the point is that he's not cutting too much, right? Yep. He's going to be, he's going to be fine. At the, we, we saw him at the U.S. Open. He was fine. He's going to be fine at Final X. And uh, so he's not, he's not losing any gas or horsepower. Now, if you're Zahid and let's, now, I don't think, you know, Arizona State, Sunkiss Kids have that Neuroforce one. They really focus on building gas tanks and these things. So I don't know how much of it is weight cut, how much is whatever. But if you're Zahid and you're at all worried about it, are you not going out there and trying to get a win in the first period? Moore was definitely injured, but he also eliminated any doubt of a second period. <laughs> That's true. By yeah. going out and winning 12-1. So... If Zahid can go out and try to end it in the first period, which, like you said, Zahid is the better wrestler. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But if Zahid can get it done in the first period, those questions we have might not even need to get answered. That's true. That's true. Uh, I think Mike Mox, I don't know. I mean, if you can, if you can tech Colin Moore in the first period, I guess you can tech Mike Mox. But, um, yeah, Mike Mox is not going down without a fight. I'll tell you that much. Right. I I think it's a little bit more difficult. I don't know. Um, I think Zahid gets it done. If, I do if too. He, he two last... or three matches. Two. Two. Okay. What do you got? I got Zahid. I'm In on two, the fence, but two and a half. In two and a half matches. It, because if, if a match goes, goes the distance, I could see Mock sneaking one out. Winning on criteria late in the match, based on what we saw with the Zahid Brooks match. I think I don't know, man. I kind of feel like if Mock wins one, he wins two. Very well. That's why I'm saying two and a half. Because if Mock wins one, even it doesn't matter if it's one or two. We're talking about Zahid's gas tank. Now he's in his third match of the day. How how much of that Brooks match was an anomaly? Or to is me, that, you know what I mean? To me, to me, everything with Zahid hinges on gas tank. For three minutes, he might be the best in the world at a couple weights. He is amazing. Yeah. To me, it's all gas tank. If he's if his tank is good, if he holds up for six minutes, or if he gets text in shorter duration than that, then he's fine. If it goes three, you know, I start to worry. Yeah. I got a note. I'm going to text you a note to text you after. I can't say it on there. I know people get mad when I do that. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> um, so 97, Snyder and Jaden. This one is, again, you talk about the implications next year. Not as much, but still, you want to sit out. I think it's at 97 kilos. It's Jaden versus Snyder now, and it's Jaden versus Snyder next year. Sure is. I I think these guys are head and shoulders above everybody else in 97 kilos. And it's not a personal attack or slant towards anybody else. But you got Jaden, who's an Olympic bronze medalist. And he's a two-time gold medalist, one-time silver medalist, two-times bronze medalist. Three right now. Who is the three at this weight? 
Do you know that Jaden's medaled every year? 16, 17, 18, 19, 2021, 2022. He didn't make the Olympic team, so he couldn't medal there. But 16, 17, 18, 19, 21, 22. Yep. Um, third on the ladder. Good question. I mean, I, that's that's I should know this. I mean, I know it's probably like uh I don't know. I, I know. I know. The guy, The point is, there's a giant gulf between everybody else and Snyder and Cox. Yeah. Um, so the rankings, I looked at um, low real quick, and then Snyder, Jaden, Isaac Trumbull, Tim Dudley, Silas Allred. I mean, these guys don't hold a candlestick to... I mean, yeah. It's a giant gulf. So... Uh, that it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's them this year. It'll be them next year, and I'm going with Snyder, and I'm going with Snyder with pretty high level confidence, actually. Yeah, I I think Snyder, Snyder. I think there's only one guy in the world who can beat him, and that's Sedgu Live. Yeah, it's just my take. Um, but I think it'll be fun to watch. I think it's gonna be a good match. One of the questions was so there's two kind of around the same thing. Um, the goat follower, shout out the goat. Genius question. Seventy four ninety seven seems like easy answers, but I think either 70, 79 kilo guy could win worlds. Um, and Sam Cooper, Sam Wise, sorry, said, which predicted loser do you think would finish highest at worlds? I've been thinking about this ever since he tweeted it. I saw that question and uh, uh, it's a really good question. So for me, it's, it's a, it's definitely a tie between Nolf and Jaden. I think so. Assume Snyder and Dake win as the favorite. Right. We both know they've been at the top of the podium. I think North and Jaden has been at the top too. So Jaden's kind of like, well, you know, he he's been right there. Um, I don't know if Jaden Jaden can't beat Snyder so far. So I don't think he's going to be able to compete with Sedulayev. North, I don't know what what do you think North? I mean, here's the thing: if North beats Dake this year, there's nobody he can't beat at seventy four. I think I mean I think that the answer to that question, which which guy if they lose at Final X could place highest at Worlds, I think the answer is clearly Jaden Cox uh, or Snyder if Jaden would win. Yeah, I mean Jaden's proven it. You just said it. He he. Uh, All right, he let me ask. Let let me rephrase the question to to get you out of that. Yeah. What non-medalist loser? of final X matches could place the highest non medals. Okay. Uh, no, that's what I think. Um, and I, I think chance here's medals. A, here's another one. Uh, yeah, I think chance could medal. I think Nick Lee could medal. Yep. But you know, I think Nick Lee could medal. Um, you know, Part of the, the part of the hardest part to medal at Worlds is making the team. Yeah, uh, especially now their depth because we're so good. There's the one guy I would say one of the best medal chances we have. That's not even in Final X is Dayton Fix. I yep. mean, Dayton's done it before, right? So we have a, a to me Dayton Fix is a pretty good medal shot. He has a pretty pretty solid medal shot. And he's not even in final X. 
Do you think Mason Paris could medal at Worlds? Yes. Which is crazy. I agree. I think he could too. He's a junior world champ, so he's already had you junior know, world you know, champ, and and he's a junior world champ and heavyweight. There's about three or four guys, right? There's about three or four guys that are really good, and then after that, everybody's beatable. So, um, you know, it's not like a weight where it's not like a weight like sixty five. Uh, Right or fifth or fifty seven or sixty one, where anybody can come out of the woodwork. There's so many great guys. Uh, a weight like heavyweight and ninety seven, there's about three or four guys that can win, that can beat you. But if you get, if the bracket falls the right way and you pick one of them off, I mean, you can medal. Yep. Mason Paris can medal. So you think Snyder in two? Yes, sir. And obviously Gable in two, I assume. Yes, sir. Gable Gable is going to score a lot of points very fast. The match is going to sadly be over. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? I saw the video flow tweeted or Instagrammed out. Christian Carroll flexes after his win and says, "Sorry, I saw Gable do it." <laughs> Did you see he got, that? He got yelled at for that. So he, he took his he <laughs> took his straps down. He took his straps down and went right to Sam Janicki, the the photographer. Like he went right to the camera and flexed. And he got scolded by all the referees. And, and then, then he, he played- said, sorry, I saw Gable do it. Is that what he said? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's so nice. He had to apologize right away. Sorry, sorry, I saw Gable do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was funny. So, yeah, that that's men's freestyle. Women's freestyle, there, there's not as much. There, there's, I think there's a big gap between a lot of the finalists sitting out and a lot Let's of go them. rapid fire. Give me, give me the matches and I'll just Sarah Hildebrand, fire. Audrey Jimenez. If I'm saying I that correctly. I love Audrey Jimenez. I love her. Jimenez. Gina, she's, she's in high school. There is a lot of young guns coming up. Justin, she was on the cadet team last year. Now she's in senior final X. Yeah. She's on the cadet team. I think she's like a Brooks so- David Taylor. I think Sarah Hildebrandt wins. She's a two-time silver world medalist, two-time bronze medalist. But I think we're going to see where Audrey sits. But I think Sarah. I was Sarah so brokenhearted for her last year because she's such a freaking dynamo. She's so good. She's so good. And she made both the cadet and junior teams. And the cadets were first. Cadet worlds were first. And she went over there and she lost like first round, first or second round. And at the hotel that night, I'm talking about eight hours later, right? Because they had to stay there and watch wrestling all day, right? Like eight hours later, she she was inconsolable. That, Tears, that would break my right? heart. And, and her coach, who is Roman's coach, uh, well, yeah, they both went to sunny side. Yeah. Anthony Leon, her coach said to me, Willie, you watch. She put so much pressure on herself. She was paralyzed by pressure to win. You watch. She will do better at juniors than she did at, than she did here. And she certainly did that. And then she went on to made final X and, uh, I just think she's phenomenal. Oh, more breaking and, uh, news. More breaking news. 
The Iron Sheik has died. Oh no. Oof. Iron Sheik, he got a big following. He had he had a big following after his career. Yeah. He's got like six hundred something thousand followers. All right. Well, I Sheik. think Audrey's I think Audrey's time will come, you know, but it's yeah. Sarah. Now she's a gangster. I agree. Dom Parrish, Katie Gomez. I love Dom Parrish. Yep. Alicia Hawk, Shakara Winchester. Yeah, Dom is Parrish a very is, fun match. Dom Parrish's father is well, A, he was uh he came up to my suite at Worlds last year and we talked and we had a good time. Number one. Number two, he is on the um he is one of the most prolific posters on the internet forums. Really? Yeah, mostly on our non-topics forums. And he is a raging, raging liberal, and I am so not. And we <laughs> fight all the time. We fight on the Is it a healthy debate fight or is it like it's healthy? One time I lost it on him. I one time I was a prick. And I wish I wasn't. <laughs> but but otherwise, yes, it's a very healthy, he's a good dude. Um, anyway. Just throwing that in there. Uh, so I'm taking Dom. Uh, next way. Alicia Hawk, Jakara Winchester. <sighs> Jakara frustrates me, but I'll take Jakara. Alicia Hawk is good. Yeah, I know. Jakara is... I feel like she's inconsistent. I could say flaky, but she's so good. I'm, I'll take Jakara. Just training out in the cowboy, I think, right now. Cowboy RTC. Yeah. The goat Helm Narulis versus Moeta Pettis. Moeta Pettis. I will take I'll take Helen. Yeah, I'll never bet against yeah. Helen ever. I'd take Helen, but Moda Pettis is talented as hell. Yep. And Helen did take a early loss. The women's freestyle team kind of had a had a odd yeah. pan ams. Yeah, they were weird. It definitely was. Dom a, lost too. Dom Paris lost too. Yeah. It was not the best um, showing out for them. No. Yeah, I'm going, Helen. Uh, Michaela Beck versus Jennifer Page. I think Page looked damn good. I'll take Page. Yeah. Page too. 62. Kayla Miracle versus I, I tried pronouncing her name once. Adagao. Yeah. Uh, All right. I'm not even going to try the last name. I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't know how to pronounce this last name. I think that uh, I'll take Kayla, but I think this is very winnable. I think this is very winnable for uh, her opponent. I, I, I too, will say <laughs> it's tough to pronounce. She's tough, though. She's very tough. I think she can win. Yeah. I think she can win. Mallory Velty at 65 kilos versus Macy Kilty. I'm going Kilty. Man, I love both these people. But I will say I think I think Macy can't stay healthy. And Macy's I'm going Macy. Macy's Macy's like the most talented. Macy's the most talented that's never won a senior level medal. Yeah, I believe that. Probably in any style. Forrest Molinari versus Emma Bruntel at 68. I'm going Forrest. This is tough. This is tough. I'm going to go Emma. Really? Yeah. 
What's the rationale? I think I th- I think Forrest I think Forrest has too many close matches. I don't think I don't I don't think she scores enough, and I think Emma can get her. I could be off. I could be wrong, but I, I'm t- taking the dog here. All right. Yeah, I mean, Forrest has looked pretty good on the senior level uh, last couple of years. You know, she took uh, I'm looking it up now. She took a silver at the Uregan last year. Um, she took a gold at the Pan Ams this year. Bronze at the World Championships in, in Oslo. I'm going Forrest. Yeah. 72, Amit Elor um, versus Joy Lewandowski. Uh, Amit Elor is like the next Kyle she's, Schneider, if not more. She's a freakazoid. Yeah. It's admit you lore for the foreseeable future. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that's you talk about. What does about, she do next year? You talk about trials. You talk about 2024. Woo. What's admit going to do? I mean, you could end up having admit Elor, Adeline Gray, Kennedy Blades, uh, McCoed. You could have a, a, a you could have a, ridiculous heavyweight bracket. Yeah. And I think Kennedy depending, gets done depending, versus Adeline again. Depending what they do. So, uh, it, and which is, I was say, I take Kennedy over Adeline here. And again, now, this is kind of the first time I've mentioned it on the women's side, but Kennedy, she's got to stay healthy. If she stays healthy, yeah, yeah. She'll, she'll win a world medal at 76 this year. And now she's in the finals next year and doesn't have to go through that gauntlet you just described. Lot right. on the line, and if you're at a line, pitch clock, age, mother of twins. So you're thinking to me, of that. so to me, um, I don't know what which Adeline did we get. I mean, she didn't look great at the open, uh, and then she looked really good at the challenge trials, and so to me, it's like which version do we get? I'll go Kennedy because we've seen it two months ago but there is there was rapid imp- i don't want to say uh, there was a change in levels for adeline within a month yeah i mean adeline has not won a world or olympic medal since 2020 olympics in 2021 so it's been a couple of years she took last year off obviously had kids kennedy i think is I think Kennedy wins this, and I think she wins a gold medal in Serbia in a couple months. So I think, too, that makes it... I got to imagine Adeline retires next year. She's the same as Dakin Taylor, 32 years old, mother of two. I think she goes through next year, then she's done. So, again, if, you know, she's got to be thinking about... And by the way, if Adeline wins this, she wins Worlds, too. If you can beat Kennedy and you can beat the young up and coming star, then you we still, th- you still yeah, got it. You can... the, we talked about the turnover in 2024 that we're going to get in men's. We're going to have a lot of turnover in women's too. Yep. Adeline's going to be done. Helen's going to be done. Yeah. Some people are, are kind of like, th- there's definitely some question marks too on the women's side. Like Hildebrandt will be 30 next year. Some sometimes it seems like they make decisions based on Olympic cycles. You know if they're going to do a whole nother cycle or not. Right, that's right. So for her, it's does she want to go another four years? 
And that might have to do with how she does this year, next year. If she goes out and if Sarah can get it done on an Olympic and world level and, you know, win, win gold, she's got two silvers, two bronzes. If she can win gold, she might be done 30 years old. You, you got yeah. five or six world medals at that point. So I, I definitely, think there's going to be a lot, a lot of shoes on the mat next year. Yeah. All right. That's men's freestyle. That's women's freestyle. Final X is Saturday. So are you, are you going fishing then Friday? Yeah. I'm going to call Dubuque right now and I'm going to go to Princeton tomorrow and then I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to push Rob Cole overboard in the middle of the Atlantic. <laughs> you should bring a camera because that'll be some funny content. A yes. hundred miles offshore with Rob Cole. That's the title of the video. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by the way, we got a documentary coming out today on Rockfin with kale fishing in Alaska. So what timing how to do it with Cole and uh, yeah, hundred miles off the Jersey shore. Yeah, that'll be great. So, yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited. I get in 7 a.m. Saturday morning. You'll probably still be up. We'll go to breakfast. You're you. What do you do? Not sleep on a weekend like this? Because you normally like you pull a couple all nighters in a row. Not much. It'll be uh, it'll be entertaining. Also, I I have not mentioned it yet on the show, but I do have two great tickets I'm giving away. I'm just gonna pick someone later today. Section 18, two really good seats. Yeah. Um, if I, I'm just gonna pick someone at random. Somebody who tweets me and proves that they listen to Bash Mania and love the podcast. <laughs> I definitely want to give it away to a listener. Yeah. So if you want to win, just tweet us that you're subscribed. Tell me your favorite episode. I'm going to pick someone today. I just don't want to pick someone who's going to like, I want to, I'm going to have to verify that they are actually able to go. Like if they live in California, yeah, yeah. they're obviously not booking a flight tomorrow to come out. Right. So I'm going to have to prove that they can actually go. But I have two great tickets I'm going to give away later today because I love hey, you. Hey, uh, you don't even need your Traeger. You could just put a piece of meat out like on the patio table and it gets smoked by the Canadian wildfires. Yeah, it's extra flavor today. <laughs> you just like put the meat on the on like a I got an island outside. Put it on the island. Yeah. Let it let let it get that smoky bonfire smell, and then throw mm-hmm. in the trigger to get the temperature. Yeah, yeah, it's nasty out there. It's that's not nice. All right, brother. Well, I'm right. gonna see you. Yeah, I'll see you in a couple of days. We're gonna have to do a recap show to talk about all these points because then next week we're gonna know ten people. Let's say men's freestyle that are gonna have to go through the Olympic trials gauntlet. Yeah, and we're gonna say. There's going to be one or two that we go, oh, my God. I know. And, and you know, I often get, uh, like, before NCAAs or something, you know, what's what's the biggest shocker going to be, Willie? I don't know. That's why they're shockers. <laughs> what, you know? what's, your, what's your most bold prediction for the weekend? I, I have done. We know the data, right? We see these guys. We know what they did. Um I don't have any bold predictions, but something will happen. That's insane. Yeah. For me, it's always, I don't like doing bold takes because for me, what like shocks me the most is like one of my friends or clients going down. That always yeah. hits me the most. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't even want to speak those things into existence. Yeah. 
Um, I think we got most of the questions. Are there any competing that have an injury that may affect their performance? Yeah, half these guys are probably injured to some degree. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the guys sitting out are pretty well-rested. Like you yeah. said, we haven't seen them compete. Some of them, maybe most of them wrestled at Pan Ams, but aside from I mean, that, they've been pretty quiet. Yeah. Maybe that's why David didn't go to Pan Ams. Either he was a little dinged up and wanted to be 100% for Final X, or he didn't want to risk being dinged up for Final X. Yeah, which might go to show you that was after Aaron. I think I can't remember if Aaron Brooks had already. The they, news they came out only, a couple days after. They were only a week apart. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know if that was. Uh, I was going to say if it was made, the decision was made earlier, it might show his level of respect for Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like he might have made that before the open. So, all right. We're all right. Out, it's time to go smoke. Willie, I got from Snake River Farms. The Everything you sent me, by the way, was amazing. Yeah. Everything. The ribeye cap, I, I reverse seared it. I have right now dino ribs, bone-in beef ribs that are like this hey, big. I can't find them. Snake River Farms has them? They have they have Wagia ones, yeah. No. Yeah. I'm going to send Dude, you a picture when we get done here. I've got some in my they freezer. Are, they are great. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to order. They're hard to find. They are. are you you can't get them at a lot of places and a lot of times they're sold out. I put on out of stock notifications. I'm taking them. I got them in the freezer right now. I'm taking them out Friday. And when I get back Sunday and I'm going to sit around and relax all day Sunday with my kid, kids, I'm going to smoke those. So how do you, how do you do it? How do you season them? I use meat church, holy cow and holy gospel on both sides. Smoke it, wrap it, smoke it until like 160, 170, wrap it. Let it hit 203. Take them off. Listen. <laughs> 203. Listen, you almost, you you basically, you cook it like a brisket. So you, you take it off at 203. Yeah. My guy, Kendall from Snowflake Smokehouse in Arizona, he's the one who gave me this trick. And I, I'm telling you, I'm going to send you a picture of him. Okay. Cook them to 203. Unwrap them. Lather them in a good barbecue sauce. And throw okay, them back on for a half hour. That's what I was gonna ask if you use sauce. Yeah, he. I just followed him blindly, and I I lathered up in barbecue sauce, threw him back on for a half hour. They were just oozing with juice and flavor. Yeah, one of the I best gotta, things I've cooked in years. I gotta do it. Beef ribs are amazing. Yeah, go order them at Stinker Farms. They got the black grade Wagyu ones. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. All right, Willie. It's been fun. All right, great I'll see you in a couple days. See you soon, bud. And the beat goes on.